0: everybody, welcome back to Parenting Our Future. It's Robin McMahon here, and I have a really special guest today. Her name is Sharon Pope, and Sharon Pope is a certified master life coach, a seven-time number one international best-selling author. She specializes in love and relationships, and what she does is she helps women get the confidence and clarity they need to know whether they can fix their struggling marriages or move forward without regret. She has been published in dozens of online publications, including the New York Times column called Modern Love. Sharon, I am so honored to have you here. Welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. I'm excited. Oh, this is, yes, it's so great to have you here. And the reason you're here is because we are talking about what it's like to navigate quarantine when your marriage is struggling, right? Yes, yes, because if
1: there were, if you were struggling in your marriage before, now it just got much more serious because of all the extra pressure and stress that's been placed upon every single one of us in various ways
0: you know, I have what I consider to be a really good, healthy relationship with my husband. I really love him. He is my best friend, (laughs) but he's, he's annoying me a little bit. (laughs) We have offices across the hall from each other. So, um, I just look across and there, there he is. Uh, he is the, it turns out he's the world's loudest talker. And, um, (laughs) I, 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 I love him, but I, I, I get a little, annoyed with him. And so if I have a good relationship and I'm a little annoyed, oh my goodness, like that is serious if you yeah. are really struggling. Like it's no joke, you're right? You're not as patient,
1: mm. you're a little bit quicker to snap, you're not as you're certainly not present, or and it's almost like right now with the added stress, it's like in a way we give ourselves a little bit of permission mm. to take it out on people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the people we take it out on first tends to be those that we can, and it ends up being our spouse more often than not. Mm -hmm. It's not intentional. It's it's not conscious. It's not like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm upset about this. Let me take it out on him. It's just sort of like a, look, I'm not feeling good, some version of not good. Like, I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm worried. I'm Mm -hmm. fearful. I'm whatever. I don't feel good. And I really want you or someone to make me feel better.
0: Mm-hmm. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I shake you from your shoulders, make right. me feel better.
1: Right. And you're not because you're talking too loud
0: or you're breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How dare you breathe so loudly and chew in my ear. <laughs> or if you're my husband, cause I also have a good relationship
1: with my husband, but I tease it because I tell him he'll be late to his own funeral. Like he is late to every single thing. He just goes very, very slowly, where I am about the opposite of that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so that's a really good point though. I mean, um, I definitely see that we give ourselves permission to take it out on those who we love the most, like Mm -hmm. our spouse, and I think too, our children you know uh, probably spouse first then kids right mm-hmm. uh, but we do it and we're only human but what i heard you just say is you just said it's because i'm stressed it's because i'm worried it's because 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 and actually you know with the work that i do what i what i love to tell parents to do and i do myself is i literally walk around and name the feelings that i'm feeling instead of instead of just you know, yelling at somebody and blurting out, I say, I am feeling really anxious right now. And I'm, this is making me really anxious. And I feel like I might lose it and yell. So I just need to, you to know that I'm anxious and I'm angry and mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. It's not about you. It's about the situation. And yep. so I may not sound as nice as I normally do, but that's why. Yeah. But see,
1: I think there's, it sounds small, like you just walking around saying that, but more for you than for them. It's not, it's more like the fact that you are expressing that and in doing so you're saying, it's not the people around me. It's not even me. It is the circumstance that I am facing Mm -hmm. and this is what's going on inside of me. It's not necessarily like, Hey, everyone else be on guard, but that is helpful to know. Like, Oh, she's just dealing with something right now I need to give her some space
0: yeah well I had couple. to use it when I was when I was teaching my son when I was helping him with his work he's in grade 9 so you know the work is hard and um, and hard for me to remember that stuff right it's science it's molecules and all
1: oh, <laughs>
0: Yeah. So here, here we are. And, and he just was refusing, refusing. I actually took a picture of him just like completely opting out. And, and it was, I was starting to feel the anger and anxiousness rise up in me and I just had to tell him, look, I'm really anxious right now. I'm really anxious and I'm worried and I, in all the things. Right. And so he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Now I know. Right. You know what else
1: you can do for yourself in that moment? You can go, what am I making this mean? yeah my son isn't wanting to do these things i'm making it mean that i'm a bad parent or i'm making it mean that i'm a failure or whatever it is just stopping and going what am i making this mean
0: yes oh my gosh and so you're so your relationship too would be the same. Like, you know, yes. And so in fact, last week in, in my, in my podcast last week was all about the words that you use to describe the situation. And, and look, I need to be accountable for the words I use too. And I need to take a minute because it would be easy to say this is a total disaster. My kid is going to fail and have to repeat grade nine. Mm -hmm. But what does that do for me? It doesn't help me. It makes me more anxious right? So fear and worry
1: is a hundred percent in the future. And we have no way, like who would, did we predict this? mm -mm. How would we have predicted this? So to worry about what could happen, it's, I call it like praying for what you don't want. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And it takes you out of this moment too, because tomorrow isn't as we can very clearly see tomorrow isn't promised to us. So let's not worry about the future and that you think this homework right now is going to equal your child being in jail or a drug addict later on in life, right? That's what we do. But, but let's get back to the, to the relationship because that's really what you're all about. And I know people need to hear these messages. So um, so what, what is one of the ways that couples are getting really tied up in, in, in their marriage struggling? Like what, is, what, what, are, what are couples struggling with right now? So, when our partners get on our
1: nerves, let's say mm-hmm. it like that. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's nice. <laughs> um, we have some thought, you know, and, and it varies, right? Like, you and I might have the the struggle of they're late or they're a loud talker or whatever. Someone else might be like, he's disrespectful to me mm-hmm. or um, he gets angry and yells. Um, like, th- so there's... Um, there's a continuum of problems, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But here's what I would tell you. So um, the the tool that I use when people are really struggling and they're getting we're getting on each other's nerves, the, the problem is that we have some underlying thought that it should be different than it oh, actually is. Okay. And so you got it. That's where you have to question that thought and say, wait a minute. My thinking that this should be different. Like that my husband is here to meet my needs. Actually, no, he's not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I keep waiting. I make, I try to make light at this stuff because it's kind of hard. It's a difficult pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. But I keep looking for like the 28 minions that are here to serve me. Like Sharon, who's, can, do you need some coffee? Would you like some tea? Would you like some more water? Can I rub your feet? I keep waiting for all those people to show up. No one is showing up.
0: Oh yeah, it's true.
1: Me no too. one is here. <laughs> With like I, like their soul came into this planet at this time in this life to meet Sharon Pope's needs. Yeah. Not even my husband. Right. Like when we walked down the aisle, we should have walked down with this big old book that said, here's all of my expectations for you. Congratulations. You are now the portal through which all of my needs get met.
0: Mm-hmm. You signing up
1: for that? Say mm. I do?
0: <laughs>
1: so, so we put a lot on our marriages. I need you to be my best friend Mm -hmm. and my greatest lover. Mm -hmm. I need you to feel like home and security and stability. And I also need some degree of interest and adventure and growth Mm -hmm. in there. Like we put so, so much on our marriages Mm -hmm. um, that that I think in many ways we set them up for failure. So that's at like kind of a a more macro level, but like in the day-to-day annoyances, what I would tell you is think about it like a lens. I call it the lens. So you imagine you're wearing a pair of glasses and embedded in the lens of those glasses is the totality of your life experience. So all this stuff, your thoughts and beliefs of how things should be, mm-hmm. your values as a human being or as a family, um, your own insecurities. You're like what we were talking about, your baggage that you bring into the relationship. Yeah. Uh, you know all of that is embedded in the lens and so when you look out into the world it gets interpreted through that lens mm-hmm. and then what you experience goes through that lens both ways right so no two people on the planet have the same lens no one's right no,
0: and though that <laughs> lens is is adjusted and changes based on your own experiences right based on what you've done what's been done to you your childhood your past relationships are all making up that lens
1: that's right and so when we so when we get angry or irritated or frustrated it's because we're wanting other people to see it through our lens and they can't Mm -hmm. and so i just like when you start to hold I call it like holding things lightly. Hold like it's just a thought. Like we could take, you know, you're in Canada, so I can talk about this. Um, <laughs> we could take the most polarizing person on the planet right now, which would be Donald Trump. Right. right. Same same person, same situation, but people see it very, very differently yes, they through do. very different lenses. And some like someone could battle all day long that their perspective is right. But that is a judgment. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I have to be right, then I automatically have to make you wrong.
0: Mm.
1: And it's the same way in our marriages. Like if, if you're thinking, like if I'm thinking my husband should be more on top of things, he shouldn't be late, he should plan better. He should organize his day so that he is on time for things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can have all those thoughts, judgments of him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's just a perspective going through my lens. It's not real. It's just a thought that I have. Yeah, and And I think that what,
0: what yeah, sorry. Um, But what what I think too is that, that is also assuming that your lens is the lens. And it's not the lens. Everybody has their own. Yeah, it's just
1: yours. And your child has a lens,
0: your husband has a lens, your mother-in-law has a lens. Oh, does she
1: ever? No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so I think that is really powerful and you use the word should a lot. And I think, boy, we should all over our kids. We should all over our husbands, our wives for dads listening for, you know, our partners, our our spouses, we should all over them. And, and what that does is there is a cost to that. And what is that cost? You know, is it, is it, less closeness, less understanding, less empathy for the other person. Because when you label something, it takes you out of empathy and compassion and also curiosity because now that person is the label. Yes, that's so good. That is
1: the word, the curious word is so important. Thank you for saying that because now I'm no longer listening to my partner to understand their perspective or where they're coming from or what they care about now i'm listening to prove him wrong or to debate him or to tell him why that perspective isn't right and my perspective Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and we lose that and the the cost is the connection Mm -hmm.
0: and boy do we feel uh, like not feeling connected doesn't feel good doesn't yeah. feel good at all that's, we're wired for connection we are connection you know that's what that's what we're all about and uh, and that's so that's so interesting and you know um, so I have asked my husband right so um, he, he, he is a loud talker he he kind of t- will take a, a little thing and make it really long and and so I sometimes I don't listen to him and and it's only because I, I've got a million other things on my mind. So what I've asked him to do is I've said, listen, if you really want me to hear you, can I ask you to please like get my attention? And sometimes he puts his hands on my shoulders and he's like, babe. And then, he, you know, <laughs> it, and, 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 and. I do this. I tell parents to do that too. You've got yeah. to connect before you make the request, right? Yes. And, and so, so so because I have that deficiency of my, in my own self, because I have so much in my head, I do need, I do need him to, to, to do that. And he's willing to do that, you know? And it's yeah. great when he does. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yes, I hear you, you know? You know what?
1: It's, yes, he's doing it for you, but he's also doing it for him because now he's getting his needs met. My wife right, is listening something that is important to me, right? So he has, he has taken the game because we yeah. all are just trying to get our needs met. Your husband is the same. Yeah. And so if you can, what you did is you beautifully left him breadcrumbs. Like, here's how you can get the best of me. When you want to be heard, I need mm-hmm. you to do this. And he's like, great. No problem. Because now I win and you win. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's really awesome. good. Yeah. Now, good. Okay. So, so you talked about that this should be different and oh boy, does that ever leave us feeling anxiety, angst, because that means that you are not at peace with what is right now. And there is a certain, at this certain moment when we are in quarantine and we're in lockdown or we're in isolation, it's not easy but we do have to come from a place of accepting what is and surrendering to what is right. And, and then if we're not, then we are, we have these thoughts in our heads, like, and we, we can catastrophize a situation and, and I don't want to, for one minute, deny the fact that people are dying, people are sick. And that is, it is very real for, for so many people. For the vast majority of us, we are okay right now we are okay and we are doing our part by staying home and staying healthy mm-hmm. and so it's those people that i that i you know really want to talk to and and when you catastrophize the situation and say this is a living nightmare this is this is hell on earth this is i am trapped at home your words make a difference they really matter right yes. and those are the things that will stop us from the connection right and stop us from seeing things in a different way yes the word that I hear a lot right now is I'm stuck.
1: So whereas before when, so again, I work with women who are struggling in their marriages and have been for a long time. And they're like, is there any way to make this feel good again? Or is the only answer to leave? So they're very much in the stay or go sort of mentality. And now they're stuck. Now they feel like they don't have any choice and they don't have any freedom. And that is not true. Okay. Like if you're going to stay, You have absolute freedom to dive in, get some tools, (laughs) so that you can begin applying them and you can really create a shift inside the relationship. I had a client who, she made the very painful decision after 35 years with her husband, the only man she'd ever known. She decided that she was gonna leave that relationship. But she said, you know what, Sharon, now I'm stuck. Had I done it a month ago, would have been fine. She wasn't ready a month ago, she's ready now. And so I challenged her on that and I was like, look, there's a lot of things that have to happen. What is something that you can do? And so for instance, um, they had a piece of property that they were going to build a small house on and that one of them was going to ultimately move into that house. I'm like, why can't you start dreaming about like, what is that house gonna look like? How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? Mm. Who's gonna build it? Can you start laying plans? She reached out to her attorney and she was, and the attorney said, here's the paperwork I'm gonna need. Because they've had a business together too. So, 35 years as a couple and then a profitable, successful business together. Here's the things you're going to have to pull So, there are things that you can be doing during this time. But the thought, I'm stuck, that is a choice you're making about the circumstance. And the thing is, once you own that and you're like, wait a minute, I'm choosing to remain stuck right now, I can take a step in any direction. I use this <laughs> one of my favorite quotes says, you're so free you can choose bondage (laughs) like you're so free you can choose to remain stuck right but it's right up here between your ears that's where stuck happens yeah that's where tragedy happens you know
0: that's definitely really good food for thought really good to sort of ponder that and think about that i think that's very true really like that uh so i
1: i what a year from now looks like either Right, I know. One of the the analogies I use, I'm just like, you know what, you don't. If I was to drive, so I'm in Florida. If I yeah. was to get in my car now and drive all the way up to see you, Robin, I would get there in like two days, mm-hmm. three days, maybe. I don't know, depending on how far. Yeah,
0: how far we're we are. on opposite sides of the of of the of North America, <laughs> right. but yeah, it's maybe a maybe few a day day. days. So be yeah. a week.
1: <laughs> maybe okay. Okay. yeah. So. If I had to see, so what's the city that you live in? Vancouver. Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. If I had to see Vancouver before I ever left Florida, I'd never leave Florida. I would never take a step in any direction. I wouldn't lean into my marriage. I wouldn't lean back from my marriage. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't even make it to the end of my block, right? If I had to see where I was going.
0: Right. The length of the trip. Mm -hmm.
1: But what I can do, particularly at night, so imagine I'm driving a lot of times at night. Mm -hmm. The headlights on my car only allow me to see about 10 feet in front of me at any given time. And I go 10 feet and it lets me see another 10 feet and it lets me see another 10 feet, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have to know what the end result looks like. We just have to know, like, what's 10 feet in front of us? If I'm struggling in my marriage, like, what's what's 10 feet? I don't know where this is going to land. I don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. In all these uncertain times and all this added stress and pressure what can I do right now what's some something that I can take one step what is that step and everyone has an answer to that
0: you are currently listening to the parenting our future podcast I'm parent coach Robin McMahon and if you're enjoying this podcast please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this please don't forget to subscribe and I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes If you're a parent who's struggling and you feel like you might need some support to be the confident leader of your family, where you can calmly respond to any kind of behavior, disrespect, or your kids not listening to you, well, I have a membership group that you might be interested in. All you have to do is go to kamomsclub.com for more information. That's kamomsclub.com for more information. Now back to the show. We are seeing increases in, in domestic violence here as well. Um, you know, spousal abuse, child abuse as well. So it's really real. People are feeling the weight of it. And, and, and here's what I say to people is if you're feeling that way now, what's it gonna be like in another week, another two weeks, another three weeks, another four weeks? Because we, this could conceivably go on for another month or so. And do you wanna continue to feel this way? Or do you want to use this time to, to, to find another way out, you know? And, 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 and I think what you're saying, oh, or through, it's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ex- exactly. Thank you for, for saying that because that's really what, really what I, what I'm talking about. And, and the thing is, is that what you can learn now isn't just for quarantine. It's for, it's, it's for beyond this, you know, the tools that you can use now can carry you through once this is all done too. Right. Right.
1: The, the thing is, and you talk about this too, because it's just truth. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that we don't have, we come into this with no training. Yeah. We don't like, there was no class on how to create and sustain a loving connected relationship with another human being over the course of decades. We just were like, Hey, I love you. You seem like a good choice. Mm -hmm. let's do this thing called life together. Mm -hmm. And then we start having babies, you know, and then like you say, there's no instruction manual for how to raise kids. And so we all like, we need some support. We need some tools. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that, um, that we can't learn like, Oh, you didn't get that at child at birth. That's not in your DNA.
0: Sure. you will never have blue
1: eyes. Like, Nope, it's not like that. It's just, It's just tools and skills that you can learn to provide yourself some relief. And yes, there will always be times of, call it uncertainty and stress, right? Someone loses their job in the house, that causes stress on the house. Mom and dad start fighting all the time, that causes stress on the house. Mm -hmm. Someone dies. We have to move. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's stresses, like this is a big one. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be clear, it's a biggie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what you can learn during this time and to your point you're going to use it again and again and again
0: exactly yeah yeah just now Uh, Absolutely. And, and, and here's the thing, you know, I do say it all the time. I say like, you don't put up a shelf without instructions. What makes you think that you can have this beautiful human being and know exactly how to raise them with kindness and manners and, um, you know, emotionally intelligent, unless you don't know, unless you really know how, and we need help and support to show us how, because the world is so different and challenging. And, and all we really have are the people who modeled this for us which is our parents and our parents are beautiful people most of us have parents that are beautiful but they made mistakes too and so if we really want to do better then we need some help we're not born knowing how to be a personal trainer but we're happy to hire one right yeah yeah so how about in the areas that are that are the most important to you in your marriage and in your parenting right yes it's funny because i use some of the same
1: language and tools that you would use with parenting is that you know some like children need attention to thrive Mm -hmm. so does your marriage to thrive nothing thrives when you just turn your back to it never water it never get put any sunshine on it never weed it you just Mm
0: -hmm. we'll just assume that that's going to thrive on its own yeah it's 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 true it needs yeah gotta pay whatever you pay attention to grows good or bad right (laughs) True. <laughs> so yeah. then, what are so, 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 t- okay, so we've got, um, we've got people who are feeling trapped, and I'm using air quotes for trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say, okay, what, what is the next step forward? Look at the situation. You are not trapped. That is, that is, you know, that is a label that you've put on the situation that doesn't serve you and, and holds you back from seeing, uh, what's really going on. What is your next step forward? If, if you feel, okay, this marriage is no longer viable. So and wait, then you, can
1: I, okay. Yes. Can I, ask you, can I just
0: do a little take
1: in there? Yeah. And then I really want you to ask your question and I promise I will answer it. Okay. Okay. But this thought that saying I'm stuck, that thought doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. It actually does. And that's why we choose it. Okay. Tell me more. And here's how okay. it doesn't require me to take any scary action. Oh, right. If I can stay stuck right here, stuck in indecision, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I can stay. Well, now I don't have to, I don't have to take any steps towards my marriage because what if that doesn't work? And what if that makes me feel like a failure? Or what if he rejects me or what if it fails? And I just, I tried my very best mm-hmm. and it never worked. Now I'm going to feel horrible. So then I don't have to take any steps in that direction and I don't have to take any steps through the door of unwinding that marriage either. I can just stay right here. And it's a mild level of discomfort that we come to know. It's like a wooby blanket.
0: Mm. We
1: just like we hold on to. But it's 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 painful, but we learn to live with it. That's
0: a point. Well, I- that's so interesting yeah okay so you're totally right and thank you for stopping me and correcting me because i think it's important now you know the funny thing is is the way i look at it is the same but different because i say well if you're already uncomfortable this is just a different uncomfortable that's going to get you to a better place but i but i hear you like yeah just it it is you and i are coaches like we know i know
1: It's true (laughs) it's it's true when you take action, you will learn something. You will get more information that will help you make a decision and get some, move in some direction forward. Mm. Staying stuck, you learn nothing. Taking no steps, you learn nothing. And so you will remain here sometimes for years or even decades.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So interesting, it's funny, like it's, you're right. I wasn't correcting you. You're absolutely yeah. right.
0: It doesn't serve them. And it kind of does, but it kind of does. Okay, no, I I can, I can hear you. So, so let's say you, you have a decent marriage and Mm -hmm. things because of everything happening financially, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, virus wise, kids working from home, schooling your kids at home, all of those things. And you're starting to see some cracks. What do, what, what can I do? What can the listeners do to start to help get things back to, to, to a loving connected place. So
1: I think the easiest thing to do that you could do this evening, if you wanted to, Mm. is to create what I would call sacred space. Mm. And here's how I think about that. I know you can't see my hands, but there's you as an individual, Mm -hmm. there's your husband or your partner as an individual Mm -hmm. And what you create together is a third entity that exists nowhere else on the planet. The only two people in that relationship are the two of you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so when you start to view that as sacred space, the quantity doesn't matter. What you're doing doesn't matter. It can be just talking and remaining curious. It can be just, Asking some questions like, Do you have any worries? Should we talk about those? Um, when you're done, when this is all past and we're on the other side of it, what's the first thing you're going to do? Like, it can be hopeful mm-hmm. too. But it's like, it can be 15 minutes of just connecting and asking your partner, How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going on for you right now? I just, Like, if it's wonderful, awesome. And if it's not, like, that's okay, too. I want to know about all of it. But -hmm. just, like, stopping and asking real questions. Because we get so busy in just the, like, managing the household and keeping it all going.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And it's like whatever's left over at the end of the day, that's what we give our partners.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. And, it's very true. Exhausted.
1: I don't know about you. Like I'm exhausted at the end of these days because yeah. mentally and emotionally, it's just more taxing right now. And so there's nothing left. If you don't create some space for it, mm. it's not going to magically happen.
0: And these it's are a, minutes, just, just minutes. minutes, just
1: a, just a few minutes, minutes every day. Minutes before you go to bed or first thing, when you wake up in the morning or you share a cup of coffee together, you each get out of bed 15 minutes early to have some space together and just connect before you move on with the craziness of your day. It can look any way you want it to look, but it's not going to magically happen. Do you
0: have, do you have a way for, uh, for people who are listening to start this process? Like, is there a way that you would approach your spouse to say like, can I have 15 minutes to just talk? And then do you have, so two part question, how do you, um, how do you introduce this idea? And then second part would be, do you have ways to avoid any kind of um, danger zones? Like, uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, well you keep doing this and you keep doing this, you know, like we could get into accusatory kind of language um, and maybe not mean to. So, so how do you talk and how do you start? So to begin, you might just say something.
1: So you don't want to have to go to your partner like every day and go, can I have 15 minutes? Can I have 15 minutes? Can I have it? But instead you just go and say, look, this is a really crazy time right now. And I, nothing is more important to me than this family right now and us coming through this connected in some way, you know, Mm -hmm. as a whole family. And so, you know, I just think it's important for you and I to make space for us to remain connected. And so my proposal for that is, insert your proposal, is Mm -hmm. that we spend 15 minutes together in the mornings before we get busy with our days, before the kids are awake, that's important. Um, or after the kids are in bed at night, mm-hmm. um, and just connect and talk and see how each other is doing. Mm-hmm. So that feels important to me that we set aside some space. Can I get your agreement on that? Mm-hmm. Get the nod. I call it the nod. Get the nod. Get the okay. other person on the other that you're communicating with. Get your partner to go. Yeah, I think that that's a good idea. Or so ask for like, can we do that? Can we make that commitment to one another that we're going to do this? And if you can't do it every day, okay, fine. Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. or Sunday at noon, from noon to one, we tell the kids. Let's say they're teenagers and not toddlers. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we tell the kids like on you guys for an hour mom and dad are going to be in their room and don't disturb us yeah yeah and it can be anything you guys can be watching funny cat videos on youtube or you can be intimate like you can do whatever you want to do but there's like there has to be some space for just the
0: two of you yeah i agree i agree okay and then and then what about if you do want to address a difficult issue uh, that's kind of what I meant when you know we can get into really easily blaming the other person and say, "Well, would you stop doing this? Or you're always doing this? Like, how would we, in this space of connection, bring something up that's upsetting us?"
1: You never start there. Okay. I think what we've got to do right now is build some stability. Okay. In the relationship, some trust between the two people. Okay. If you just <laughs> I call it the four dreaded words, like four when, you dreaded start, words. when you start with, we need to talk, Ugh. like you might as well, like you just kicked your partner in the stomach. And by the way, they just put on their suit of armor and they are ready to defend their position. It doesn't even matter what comes out of your mouth. So it's completely unproductive. No one's going to get that solved. So I think like for right now, there's so much to deal with. Can we just for, call it five or 15 minutes, like get curious about each other, check in, make sure the other is doing okay. Be more concerned right now about the other than about you. Mm, That is good advice. We do not do well, even in difficult relationships when we have the, Hey, we need to talk. What we're essentially saying when we do that is I have some things I want to say to you and you need to listen and adjust your behavior accordingly. (laughs) Yeah. No one wants to be on the receiving end of that. Instead, you could go into a difficult conversation, like let's say the topic is about the kids and you have different perspectives on what you think should be done relative to something. Mm -hmm. Instead of going in and automatically just talking at your partner and telling them how you think it should be, what I propose is you come in and you say, okay, regarding this topic, the kids, I want to understand your perspective on this. Mm -hmm. Tell me, get them talking tell me your perspective on why you feel the way you do Mm -hmm. ask that. And here's what I'm going to tell you. And you're going to be like, why does he get to go first? (laughs) You know what? For two things. One is you're going to sit there and you're going to listen to understand, not listen to rebut, not listen to make him wrong. You're going to listen to understand. And number one, you're going to gain information from that conversation. You're going to now know what's really important to him. What are his hot buttons? What, like you're getting information so that you're going to be able to craft how you express what you would like to see happen based upon what you just learned. He just told you the things that he really cared about. Hmm. Like maybe you were really concerned with one element of this parenting, but he wasn't concerned with that at all. He was worried about this other thing. It would be easier. Yes. But you see what I'm saying? So when when you, so first of all, you learn, you get more information so that you can, adjust or reframe how you're going to talk about your perspective when it comes to be your time. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you are modeling the exact behavior that you expect. Boom. (laughs) You want him to listen. You got to be willing to do it first. I always say that And everything you want, you be willing to do it first. You want someone to love and adore you. Who are you loving and adoring? You want someone to respect you. Are you being respectful to you and to him? Like, We got to be willing to do and model the behavior that we want to be pointed back at us. That
0: is exactly right. I love it. And by the way, you know, like I I love talking to you because you and I speak the same language and I want people to hear too that you can talk to your kids that way too and and say, hey, how are you feeling today? Like, let's check in with our kids because our kids... uh, uh, might be scared, worried, missing their friends. And we need to tune in and check with them too and see how they're doing. You know, I've got one son who is really missing his friends and the normalcy of school. And the other one who's living his best life right now, not even worried a little bit. <laughs> He's not in school. <laughs> this is like, Heaven. So I think checking in with your kids is really important, and letting them know, yeah, boy, I do see this, and and then how can we create some solutions, right? Which is exactly what you're saying too, and and I do I love that. So you are saying, look, you you have to do, you have to do what you want to have done to yes. you for you, right? Yeah.
1: And you know what? When you say that, like, let's say we check in with our husbands because mm-hmm. it's different with kids, like with kids, like you do, you want to help support them and help them find answers and stuff. But when you're dealing adult to adult, mm-hmm. let's say that your husband said like, so I had this, I had someone tell me this, this week, she said, you know, my husband is a, an ex Marine. Um, and she's like, you know, he's not scared of anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but he looked at me the other day and he was terrified and he's like, I am really frightened about what is going to happen in our world right now. Yeah. And she's like, you know, once a soldier, always a soldier. So I thought he was just going to soldier through and get through. So she, when she checked in with him and he shared that with her, here's the thing. It doesn't mean you have to take responsibility for those feelings and do something with it. But what you can say is, darling, I am so sorry that you're feeling that way. It's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. How can I support you? hmm ask, how can I support you? How can I help you right now? Yes, They'll you. Yeah. will tell you. But it's like sometimes we don't ask because we're like, I can't take on another damn thing right now. And you don't have to take it on. You don't have to take on other people's feelings and do something with it. Mm-hmm. You just have to see the other person. You just have to be mm-hmm. present. That's all.
0: Yeah. I see that as really bearing witness to somebody else's pain. You know, mm-hmm. like I can just be here to, to, to hold Energetically hold that space for you, and for you to say, "Yeah, I am struggling. I am scared," and for you to just say, "Okay, like, oh boy," but you are so right. Like people do think, oh, "Now I got to deal with your problems," right? Okay, so I'm gonna ask because I don't. I can't yeah. take that
1: on. You don't have to take
0: it on, but you don't have to. Well, that is really that is really great. I love that. So as we move forward, you know, like we've already said, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't even know if when it's over, it may not happen again, right? We don't know really what's going to happen. Not, and, and like we already said, tomorrow is not, is not a given. Uh, so one of the things that you, you have is a lot of resources for, for, for people who are going through this and, um, you have, uh, You have tons of free content, blogs uh, at SharonPope.com. And of course, all of this information will be in the show notes. So SharonPope.com and you've got um, videos on YouTube and you have a book that's only $5.90. And you can find that at SharonPopeBook.com. So if you want help and you want to use this time to really really look at how you can take different steps forward in your relationship, Sharon is your girl. like She is the one who will help you. Not only that, does she, she, she has all of these free, uh, these free items as well, but she has a course called Navigating Quarantine When Your Marriage is Struggling. And I, I wonder if you can tell us just a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so in that course, it's a five-part video course, and in that course, I give you very five very specific things that you can begin implementing in the time of this unease and increased stress and um, to help you get through this so that you don't come through one storm only to then face the next storm, which might be a bitter, nasty divorce because the two of you, when you were locked up together, couldn't treat each other with kindness and compassion and behave like emotional adults, right? You yeah. can do better than that. So. Um, so that is really, um, you know, I, I talk about the lens in there, but I also share some other tools, including intimacy and quarantine. Hmm. That's an interesting one right now for my clients. So, um,
0: so yeah. That's well, it. when the house is full, yeah. <laughs> but but Everybody what goes. I yeah, but you know what 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 I'm feeling from you is hope, and hope that it can be okay. And, and you're so right. Like if things aren't going well now, let's, let's, let's address it. Like we're not, you don't have to put your life on hold. Life is still happening. This is not a life on hold situation. If you need help in your relationship, if you need help with your kids, there is help out there. There There's no need to put this on hold now and survive. We can thrive, right? We can make changes now that will get us to a new place where we can create the reality that Feels good to us. Yes, yes.
1: And don't you don't you have some great tools for parents as well? I
0: yeah. I, well, I do. I have um, I have a masterclass which is all about how it's called quick cures for quarantine kids. <laughs> but that's fantastic. You know, and the course that I have, it's a masterclass and it is, you know, it, it covers all of the different topics that that are related to this quarantine from how to keep the learning going at home, how to talk to your kids about the coronavirus, how to work from home if you've never worked from home before, because that's real. And, and how do you fit in work when you're at home with your kids and you also have to do school with them and that sort of thing. Yeah. I also have a list literally of 101 things to do inside with your kids that you can use as a checklist I know don't we need all that we need all the help we can get
1: so practical
0: yes yeah and then also just how to set your mindset up how to how to not lose yourself in this quarantine how to take care of yourself how to give yourself like how to go easy on yourself too because I'll bet you I know it we're being really hard on ourselves really judgmental and one of the things that I think that people think is that they now have to do this quarantine perfect we've got to do homeschool online school perfect and that's just a bunch of crap we do not have to we're doing the best we can and that's good and enough no it's metal good enough. at the end of
1: this, like- you oh, wow. have done it perfectly. Congratulations. There's yes. no medal settle around our necks.
0: No, yeah, the no, don't
1: try. This is a big deal, I think, because,
0: yeah.
1: you know, as women, we are, we are taught from a very young age to be the nurturers. That comes very naturally for us. But what that means many time is t- times is taking care of everyone else and their needs and subjugating our own needs.
0: hmm When in fact, it's our needs that matter the most because we can't give what we don't have, and if we're not okay, nobody's okay. And we all have been there. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. Nobody. And and we all know a time where we have, we are, we cannot do anything, and we are checked out, or we're, you know, in a dark place, and everybody is like, we don't know what to do without mom. We don't know where to go. We set the tone for our family as women too. Yeah. So. Thank you for taking this time to talk us through this. Thank you for the resources. All of this will be in the show notes. Please use Sharon's resources and check out her course as well, because you deserve to have happiness. You deserve to have joy, even in a time where the world is upside down. Joy is still possible. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for inviting me into your world and um, allowing me to share my gifts. So thank you. Thank you.